Yeah. I like that. Sure. All right. I'm going to just read this whole thing out once again. And <laughs> Peter, you can clip it and put it wherever. Should we make a loud noise just to make that break? There you go. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the Calculated Absurdity Podcast with your hosts, Peter, Elias, and Tom. You can listen to a new episode every Wednesday on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Amazon Music. Make sure you go back and listen to our earlier episodes. As of today, there are four episodes. So if you're listening now, you are ahead of the game. Make sure you follow all of that and our Instagram at Calculated Absurdity and email us at calculatedabsurdity at gmail.com. Fantastic. That was very professional. Yeah, I like it. It's like you practice or something. Clip it. <laughs> rehearse it clip it and then each <coughs> rehearse it this each entire week to the... clip it quit my day job you get to the episode number i have to cut it and you just start saying numbers <laughs> i just have a fucking no you gotta you gotta you gotta splice in your voice <laughs> 21 it'll just sound like the, the spongebob guy <laughs> episode Five. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> My leg. <laughs> oh yeah, I was listening back um, to one of our earlier episodes because Peter, didn't you say you have a thing that does noises? I do. I thought you said that you were playing like, those. You said, but only you could hear them. I thought they would have come through yeah. on a recording. Oh, that's because I like cut it because I didn't want to make it weird. Because I would be the only one that hears it during the recording, and then you guys would have to listen back to hear the noises. I don't know why it's not going in. Yeah. Like, you probably heard snippets of it right there. I, I definitely heard background noises, but I don't know what they were. <laughs> yeah, I heard and felt that one. Was that you, or was that... <laughs> I thought that was Amanda See, at first. <laughs> no, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I like that though. Like I like this. having I like the idea of having drops. Is that a laugh bit? <laughs> yeah, it's a laugh track. I definitely like having those. I see this is working. Did you hear the dream sequence? Yeah. Okay, so three of them are working. There's eight. And now the, the best one, let's see if this one works. Hello, my name is that beep you cut out after hello my name is okay it comes up in the recording but it doesn't come up here as we're talking but it's it's like the sensor tone okay like when we record in person i can play these and you guys will hear them and it will it will be funnier at that point but right now because i can't get it to input correctly um it's honestly really fucking frustrating and i don't know why it's not inputting to be completely in, honest in your own you, mic i guess we could save that for a live recording yeah. yeah we can play around with it later but the the function is there i just have to figure out what setting i have to do to make it consistent okay yeah, yeah. so uh elias and i got a text last night that you have a new talking <laughs> point and you're very excited about it and now we are as well <laughs> I kept thinking about it today, and the more I thought about it, the more fucking absurd I it is. I where this could go. I love this. Okay. Okay. So I went on a work trip this week. I flew out Tuesday night at like 
7 p.m., landed in Phoenix at like midnight, didn't get to the hotel till one, got up at five. So I've I've been running on probably 10, 15 hours of sleep for the past three days. I was flying back last night. Uh, I touched down at like 8, 8.30-ish. And I fly United. And at O'Hare Airport, United is in Terminal 3, okay? And I don't recall how it is to get to other terminals, but I, I don't think they have this. But do you guys know that, like, really bright or, like, colorful tunnel that you have to go through at O'Hare to get to Terminal 3? Yeah. Okay. So i obviously really tired. I just want to get home and get, get in, like, take a shower and get in bed. In that tunnel, you have those moving walkways, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously people don't know the etiquette for it for some reason where if you're just going to stand on the walkway, you stand on one side so the other people can just like walk by you. And escalators too. But, mm-hmm. No right. one really does that here. As much right. as people Unless in there's London a sign or that says <laughs> that you should yeah. do that. But at O'Hare, there's no signs for that. But um, I just saw how slow people were going and I just started walking at my pace next to it. And I'm like keeping up to these people. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I, I never really thought about how fast I walk relative to other people until like I noticed that where the people walking on these moving walkways were now going at my walking pace, right? I just have a big stride. I always thought the same thing. Do you stare them down? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I wasn't that upset. I'm so ready for this to end with like, and then I turned and I made eye contact with this old man. <laughs> he knew what was up. <laughs> Tripped him at the end. He was running okay. full speed. Okay. <laughs> this yeah, is he was going on. He was on the wrong direction. One. <laughs> this He's is using where it's going to take a left turn. Okay. <laughs> this is where it's going to go all hard. Just crank the wheel left. Okay. I just thought. How fast can you get one of those moving walkways? And then how fast can you get a person moving on one of those walkways before they're not stable on them anymore? Right? Oh. Can you get a walkway going like 20 miles an hour and some person that's walking like three miles an hour are all of a sudden just like additive velocity going 23 miles an hour? And is that like stable for them? Right. I don't think so. I mean, even the walkways themselves. Are you talking now, about a treadmill? No, no, no. So I, I thought that's what I was thinking of too, but a treadmill just keeps you in place, right? It goes the opposite direction of your way, the direction you're moving. Yeah. Uh, moving walkways go in the direction you're going to add velocity to you. I see what you, yeah. No, you're right. Here's another shower thought though. I mean, <laughs> could we use those as treadmills? Like just to get our exercise in? Would it be weird? <laughs> My biggest question <laughs> is like, how fast can you get a person going on one of these? Like, just think about it, right? You have the Olympic sprinters, yeah? Mm-hmm. But instead of a stationary track, it's just think of a giant vinyl that spins, okay? I wonder. So nice and I know all you, too well dude, how you'd probably bad have it would to be like, to track that thing. You'd probably have to, like, intermittently stop for every person. Like, they just, like, put their feet in, strap down, and just, like, get transported to the other side so that they don't just, like, eat shit. Yeah, the transitions on that would be wild. At least they got to the other side. 
Well, like, I, I gave it a lot of thought because at certain theme park rides, they use it so that basically yeah. the ride can keep moving as people board, right? There's moving yeah. walkways. It's like a roundabout so, yeah, system. Yeah, exactly. But I just want to know, okay, like, take Usain Bolt, right? You put him on a really fast-moving walkway. How much faster would you make him? And at what point does his body go, what the fuck is happening, and just kind of, like, shut down on itself? Just to be clear, you're, are you asking how fast can we get these things going for people in general? Yes, how fast can we get these moving walkways, and then how fast can a person go on one of the fastest-moving walkways before... It become before the person becomes unstable. Hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Body mechanics are fucking confusing, man. Exactly. Your center of mass and like yeah, everybody's exactly. like weight distribution and stuff. But like I've always found that those w- moving walkways are walking speed, and it, I think it's kind of funny when it's like you could take one of those to walk twice as fast, but ninety percent of the time people just want to just stay. But wait, you don't you don't even walk. have enough <laughs> runway. So you don't have enough runway to have them start where they jump on the treadmill. They have to be on the treadmill and build up speed. And there's you don't have enough runway. You run to the you get to the end. Yeah. You have to have concurrent treadmill types. That's that why each I going. said it's it's a circle, <sighs> right? Like it's if you yeah. make a really large moving platform circle, right? A moving platform that is a circle. It's spinning at a let's say a rotational velocity of. Um, Five meters per second, right? And you put Usain Bolt on there, and he's sprinting it. And what was his fastest speed from the last time we talked? Like 13 meters a second or something like that? Let's see. Some absurd number, right? So the math would be, like, he should be clocking at the cumulative velocity, right? But does his body react to it as he's going whatever his speed is or whatever the calculated speed is and what would happen, right? Like, can you crank it up enough while they're like running or sprinting that it just kind of like fucks with your, your body mechanics and you just skyrocket at like terminal velocity on the ground or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, at some point there's, there is a breaking point. I think it's when it goes faster than they're able to run. Like able to able to okay so like let's say it is not just on the ground. Have you ever seen a little kid run as fast as they can and they just are leaning a little too far forward, <laughs> and then they <laughs> they get to that whatever speed is and then they just do a face plant. Yeah, I think it would be I think it would be something like that only falling backwards. So like they be they be trying to run and then they be trying to move their center of gravity and w- whatever it gets faster than what they can hold themselves up with is when they fall backwards. That's kind and of, I would think it's just their speed. That's kind of what I was figuring too, right? Like you're thinking about your running and sprinting or walking posture and where your center of gravity is. But when the, the ground beneath you is moving forward with you, it's like kind of shifting it further as well. Just based off of just a quick kind of like force diagram in my head. Right. Mm-hmm. It kind of just shifts it out of your body almost yeah it, it just kind of completely throws you off so like but i guess you're right it's not it's not so much a fall since you're trying to go forward it's taking you forward yeah and if it out if it's going faster than you 
or as fast as you. Standing, you would you'd be falling backwards. But if you're running, you're trying to put your center of gravity forward. So it doesn't have to get behind you. It almost has to get in line with you, and then you just crumble. Right, and then I don't my, know how that trip would look. <laughs> that was my next thought of like, if someone is doing this, and then they all of a sudden hard stop, would they fall forward or they fall backwards? I don't. I'm. I, their knees would be absolutely ruined. If, if wait, if they stopped on yes. the track while it's yes. still going, yes. If they if they got tripped by the by what's under them, it's not even like they, even if you if they stop, then feet go out in front of you and you do. I'm still having a hard time visualizing exactly what's going on. This track we're talking about in a straight line or a circle. Okay. Imagine a straightaway that never We're ends. Talking about a straightaway. I can't figure yeah. out how you're going to get a, a full 360 degree belt that's okay. all going the same okay. speed. Yeah, a perpetually moving forward, infinite length, moving walkway. Okay? okay, that you can dial the speed on. Yeah, the velocity on. Okay. Okay, so we're gonna you, make it go as fast as Usain Bolt. You can make it go as fast or slow as you want, right? Just that's okay. a variable that you have control over. And so the person that's walking up to this thing, are they are they jumping on, grabbing onto the railing? Are they just like running? Like how are they getting on? I would say I imagine they're running on it and it gets faster faster and faster. Okay. But like let's say it's when it gets up there, it stalls at each you know. Let's 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 say So you get a little bit of time at that speed. Let's say it's not moving right now. They step on it and it is a non moving platform. So it's just Okay. Zero velocity ground. Okay, and then you slowly can turn it on. Let's get it to one meter a second, which isn't that fast, right? Then they start walking, right? So let's assume their movement is, or their walking speed is one meter a second. So on paper, they should be moving at two meters a second, right? Yes. So as you increase the speed on the platform, right, and they're saying walking on it, it's still additive to whatever it increases to, right? It's whatever it is plus one if you're tracking them. Mm -hmm. Now you get them to start doing a jog or a run, whatever you want to decide to do, right? And let's say they start getting up to five meters a second in movement. So it's whatever the speed of the platform is plus five. Yeah? Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. So basically, just to throw it out shits and giggles, you crank it up to 60, the platform is moving 60 meters a second. They're still running at five, but they're clocking 65, right? Yeah, I'm trying to picture what this would feel like for the person running on a that's, moving platform. That's what, I was, that's what I was blowing my mind. I'm like, how the fuck would this work? Has this experiment ever been done? I want to see this now. And then so, like, Peter, like how did you trip. feel when you ran down the slow one? <laughs> I didn't how did run. You, I didn't run. You did. No, don't lie to me. The next one you saw, you sprinted down. I know you did. No, I didn't. You did. I didn't. I was. Well, guess what? Guess what your homework is. I think you're going to be the next one in an airport. Please please just do a live broadcast of this. (laughs) Oh, yes. Put it on the Instagram. (laughs) Okay. And then obviously, my next like intrusive thought was. All right, they're doing this, right? What if the person all of a sudden stops because they're tired and we can't stop the platform in time? They hit zero velocity themselves, yeah. but the platform beneath them is still going 60 or whatever it uh-huh. is. Which way do they fall? How fast were they going? 
it so if they were if they were running five on the sixty, so their their clock speed, if you're looking at it as a bystander next to them, would be sixty five meters a second. Right? I think they would just they would just fall backwards. That's that's what I think too, right? But now scale it back, hypothetically scale it back so that the moving platform speed is the same speed they're moving. So moving platform is five and they're moving five. They stop. Do you still fall backwards? No, five is not. Maybe. Okay, so here, it, it depends. It depends on how you fall. If, if they do that. No, no, no. Like it's it's not the running how you forward fall. thing. It does. No, it's basically like in my head, how I see it is your legs are the moving thing are the moving um, objects, right? Let's let's take the, the rest of your body out of the equation for now. You hard plant full stop. The platform beneath you is still moving forward, so you should yeah. still fall back. Yeah. Well, I think I think that depends on how how much you tip forward if the ground wasn't moving. Like you're 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 going five miles an hour or something, you stop on regular ground, you're you're gonna, you know, rotate forward. And fall forward but you know we instinctively give ourselves you know strength to like pull back so we don't actually tip forward so naturally we want to tip forward no matter what and if the platform is still moving then that's a driving force forward the platform speed has to counter our forward tendency to stop so it really depends on like how hard we're tipping forward and how fast the platform's going to make i us bet tip you backwards. could practice doing that and stopping and really leaning forward and not falling. I bet people could do that. But the first person you put on there that's running that fast, and then if they come to a complete stand-up stop, their feet are going out from under them. Uh, They're falling yeah, backwards. That's, that's kind of what I assume too. But like, again, the, the most intrusive thought about this whole thing is how fast can we get a person moving? As long as they don't fall forward. Yeah, I don't know. Should we... Uh, well, there's plenty of videos of people... You know, crank, cranking that treadmill to twelve or something, and just well, that's, eating that's shit. A treadmill. That's a that's a stationary one. Right. That's one that works. I, I imagine it's the same everything. thing, just the opposite direction. Yeah. Right, but it's propelling you forward. If anything, it'd probably be worse. Maybe. Well. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. You can't just turn the treadmill around or like flip the yeah, direction yeah. and do it because you it need has, that continuous loop because yeah. you got to run. You're traversing the yeah. length of the belt. So it's either a, to do an actual experiment, it has to be an infinite length or just a like length that's far enough where like people will gas out by the time you can get to the end of it or a circle. In which case with the circle, obviously the person getting dizzy would be the biggest kind of limiting factor. Unless it's a big enough circle and you can't tell. I'm trying to look this up right now. <laughs> I, do th I do think that if you're running on it at, at your sprint... Holy and shit. you come to an immediate stop. Your feet are going out from under you forward. And you fall back. Oh, look at this. But I'm sure somebody could do this stop and like <laughs> lean forward and make it work. I saw actually real quick before we watch Elias's, I saw a funny video of people going up an escalator while the parallel escalator was coming down and they had the camera, you know, what we would consider upright to the ground. Holy shit. And everybody looked like they were standing straight up and then they rotated it. It looked like they were all on the walking conveyor. You couldn't see their legs and they were all just leaning back. That's so strange. Dude. Yeah. You guys have to watch this video. Okay. So Elias linked a video 
of Toronto Pearson's fast-moving walkway. This is like the bullet train of walkways. <laughs> Peter, couldn't we put this in the show notes on yes, yes, Spotify and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the handrails and platforms are they pick up speed. Yeah, it's like they're well, it's like they're they're all in the same moving pathway, right? But they're individually controlled to like accelerate or decelerate the passenger that's riding on that specific section. I was not expecting this. This is really cool. Right now, if you put a person on there and they run, right, how fast can they go? And then when they hit the non-moving ground, what the fuck happens? They eat shit, right? They do. They yes. do. Yeah, yeah. They better tumble. I'm trying to see if there's like research, because obviously these are moving the speed that they're moving at because it's safe. Yeah, it's just like the average walking speed that everyone can typically handle. Or most people can handle. Wait. Wait a minute. If you go <laughs> if you go on one of these with a wheelchair and it's going fast enough, do you just stay in place? No, because you're no, you're you, going with the direction. Yeah. Your your weight is enough to keep you on there with friction, I would imagine. If it's just a I mean it depends on how fast it is and how well, much of Well the, the, the friction on the tire is gonna rotate the opposite direction. Eventually, the yes, wheel. depending on depending on how fast it goes, if it can yeah. overcome the force of friction from the if yeah if the if the moving walkway can overcome the force of friction on the mm-hmm. wheelchair, if it's yeah at some point it'll down. yes well well no actually well if the friction is there the wheel of the the wheelchair is going to rotate backwards still so you you wouldn't really move it would just Kind of well, it depends on the speed, but it it would just match the speed of the, the it, walkway. Yeah, the, so you would just the stay in place. Wheels move backwards, and then, and then if it moves fast it enough stay. to overcome friction, where like you're just slipping, you you still wouldn't move. The wheels wouldn't move. You'd just be sitting there, right? No, I think if it slips, like if the wheels don't move and it slips, then it would kind of like skip you forward, right? Hmm. Right. Let's see. <laughs> tilted escalators. Right. What is this video you sent, Tom? Yeah. This is what I immediately thought of when Peter started down his... That's so <laughs> trippy. So Tom just linked a video <laughs> of someone tilting a camera going up the escalator to match the angle of it, so it just looked like everyone has ankles of steel. <laughs> to hold yeah, everybody's up. doing the lean back. It looks like down a That's... sidewalk, walk, moving sidewalk. Ministry of Silly Walks right there. Yeah, very true. Oh, that's interesting. I just looked down at the comments, and one just said, who is faking, the camera, the passengers, or the wall pictures? The pictures are even angled. That's strange. That's a good point. Why would the billboards be angled? Wouldn't they be? Well, they have no way of making it straight. Like It'd, it'd be way too much work because the, the ceiling is uh, chamfered there. I mean, you can just make it smaller. Yeah, but then people wouldn't be able to read it. I bet it follows suit. So, like, I bet when the escalator ends and you go down that hallway, that hallway is designed the exact same way with the billboards, like, in that space all the way down. So they just kept the true up the angle. Because, like, if you wanted to look at this, right, one of the these these billboards, you'd have to turn your head. Or look ahead. But if you're looking ahead, it's even at a more skewed angle because 
you're looking at it from a sharper angle as you're approaching it, and it's already angled at whatever the escalator's angled at, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm guess I'm more so thinking like looking down and looking ahead, so that you don't have to be right next to it tilting your head. I mean, fact of the matter is, they're not they're not going to try and make it horizontal to the viewers. Like, no, it really no, doesn't make sense. Not. No, it neither point makes sense. How it is currently hung and the proposed fix to how it's hung. It, you can't. No, it's just like way too much work. I mean, even even the wall that it's on is slight tilt too not even like perfectly perpendicular to the, the ground or whatever it's almost like a dome like a rounded tunnel that is weird i did like the was that you were flying back i was flying back and i was just like trying to get out but there were slow moving people in front of me and then like i just skipped the moving walkway because i'm like i probably will walk as fast as them walking on this platform and then it kind of <laughs> just that's where the one plus one equals two came together for me <laughs> I do got to say, those walking pathways are great. Yeah, I loved using them when we were traveling. I, I want public sidewalk versions. <laughs> that, that I think that would be the best innovation in cities. They can figure out how I to do it. I don't know about that. The number of people that would probably just fucking stand all over it without having the etiquette. I think a lot of people in this country lack general etiquette. <laughs> well, so so that's the thing, right? If all those people get out of the sidewalk, then us normal moving people can get the sidewalk back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. You're on to something. Yeah, because actually, to your point, I, I do something. Like, when I see there's a shit ton of people on these walkways, I just walk. Yeah. And, and to your point, like, as you were walking, it, it's like the same speed. I actually slowed down. If you're just standing pace there. with them, for sure, yeah. just to see. I'm like... I am moving slower to just to keep pace with these guys. If I go my pace, I will beat them to the end of it. Yeah. Do you when you guys are on a plane and you have one of the well, I wouldn't say shitty necessarily, but one of the seats in the very back. When the plane lands and you guys are when the seatbelt sign comes off, do you guys get up? Absolutely not. <laughs> Never. Absolutely not. Are are you fuck all those guys? On? Are you about to say that you run to the front? Because no, if you're no, one of those, no, 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 I definitely, I unbuckle and I sit. I, I sit there and wait and just watch all those other f- get up, run to the front of the plane, and then just stand there for twenty minutes. <laughs> I've definitely hip checked a couple people that jump up to try to run. I mean, there are people that say I have a connecting flight or I'm late for something. Yeah, so you know that. You that's know, I'm told- effort. It still doesn't matter, though. They made an effort. It doesn't matter, though, because they can't get off the plane until the doors open and the people in front of them get off the plane, right? No, I'm saying that that as soon as that seatbelt sign turns off, they are standing up and running up the aisle before anybody else can jump up. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen one of those people. That's Yeah. Yeah. And the the other, I think that my biggest pet peeve on the plane is when you're like two or three seats ahead of like the person... Like, it's, like, basically your turn to get up and go, and then, like, the person two or three seats behind you just, like, gets up and grabs their shit and goes, and then you're, like, still stuck from going. Yeah. It's, it's like, they just cut in line, like, you know, three spaces behind you or something, and you're just like, so, what the hell? Yep. So, so here's a question. In your ideal world for deboarding a plane, and I imagine you, you're thinking of this because of the, the, the rant I went on in our, our Facebook yeah. messenger chat, which I could touch on. 
in an ideal world of deboarding, do you want an entire row of people to deboard, or do you want like aisle seat, aisle seat, middle seat, middle seat, window seat, window seat? Uh, each row, one at a time. An entire row, right? Yeah. Like okay. each each row from front to the very back. Yeah. The way the planes are designed, you really don't notice it until you're getting off. But the rows aren't exactly aligned. Even. Yeah. 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 They're staggered. There is an order. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, an entire row on the right, entire row on the left, if that's how it starts. Yeah. And it all sort of works out that way too, just because the way the overhead luggage is stored and like the order that we get on the plane, it, it's just it's all in line with one another. So it's best to just order to in get an ideal on a setting plane. would be each row drives me insane too especially nowadays and this is where i'm going to get into my rant okay what did you say order to get onto a plane has started to drive me nuts now too and this is where i'm going to get into my rant that eli was kind of loosely referencing there like i just went off i was so pissed just real quick for context is this a type of boarding where it is group like group a group b group c okay yes okay all right go ahead so obviously with with that what you clarified there is basically Southwest and all the other airlines. <laughs> mm-hmm. So first off, all these new planes that are being commissioned to be made, they're smaller overhead storage bins, right? Yeah. Are they? Yes. 100%. Huh. I because thought they were like angled. So like they still were the, roughly the same size. They're, they are in height, just not in depth. Because you used to be able to uh, take a standard, like currently standard roller carry-on bag, right? And put it in there, wheels in, and still have room in the front for a, like, backpack or something. From what I recall flying forever ago on older planes. And I also remember when I was in the aisle seat and I had to stand up, I never could stand up straight in that seat. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I always had to hunch over um, towards, like, my waist and, like, lower back. Now it's maybe just, like, a head tilt. And I'm, like, okay standing straight up. But... I, I Sorry, I just quickly... Um, I just quickly looked it up, and this article I'm reading on Business Insider is saying that the overhead storage increased, like, twice as much. Really? Yeah. It does not feel like I that. mean, this bullet point says the bins offer twice as much room for passenger luggage. Um... To, to my point, it's like the way that they're stored is at like an angle or whatever. Like when you push the bin up, now they're, you know, they're sitting at like a oh, they're 30 sitting degree at an angle, angle instead of flat. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. So that clarifies that. But still, there is some kind of miscommunication between airlines and luggage makers or some shit then. Because how the fuck is it that if you have a full flight, you still have people that have to check their carry-on luggage, right? Like their roller carry-on luggage, mm-hmm. right? There is a point in the boarding process, and it's generally like after group two, where it's like, hey, you have to check in your bag now, right? It's like, mm-hmm. why don't you just fucking make people do that to start with, first of all, if that's if that's what's going to happen, and you know what's going to happen, right? Because the reason why people bring a carry-on is so that you can carry it on a fucking plane. And yeah. not have to wait at the fucking carousel. Mm-hmm. Right? But no. Whatever. That's that's that one. I know I know what you mean. I would not have thought that they got larger. 
I definitely remember having that same standard carry-on roller bag, the rectangle, being able to throw that guy in there and not feel like I took up my entire row's overhead space. Right there at the end when I was flying, uh, I felt like I was taking up two seats worth of overhead space with just one carry-on. So I changed my habits. I used to be the type that gets to the boarding gate last because I didn't have, it wasn't groups, it was by seat. But then I'd find out that I have no overhead space and every time I felt like I'd get there, even after, just barely after group two, they would start saying, yep, we need to put your bag down below. Yeah. So then the the other half of me thinks like, okay, I know they also change seat spacing on these newer planes too. Is it they increase the amount of people they can fly on a plane and didn't accommodate the amount of overhead space for that? Potentially. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Right. But that's that's that one tangent. Because I'm just like it drives me nuts. Like if you clearly don't want people to bring carry on bags after a certain group number, just fucking say so. Like, literally put it on the ticket or something like that, right? Just, like, just remove that effort because we're everyone's wasting time. And with the amount of articles that I've read where flight attendants and airline people don't start getting paid until the doors fucking close on a plane, this is how you get paid. Just stop it. <laughs> so that's that, right? Yep. The other thing that I thought was fucking hilarious and it's plastered everywhere that you can see as soon as you go into the airport right one carry-on one personal bag end of story right i wonder that, go ahead um just in regards to the overhead bin um just being like full all the time like what if it's just like it was never meant to have enough space for everybody to like put their shit up there to begin with and like I was trying to find. I was trying to find it. a way that that makes sense. I, I was thinking that in my head because I, my first thought was they make money when you, you check a bag. I mean, yeah. they charge you to check a bag to begin with, but when you have a carry on and they're asking you to check your carry on, you don't get you. charged for that. Yeah. No, you just get to the end of the gate and you leave it there and they'll move it down. So I was trying to figure out why they would make it smaller on purpose. I mean, does that doesn't necessarily make me want to just check a bag earlier makes Peter want them to want to change it so that they let you know that your check bag is going under earlier, but you still don't have to pay for it because it's still technically your carry on. It should be able to fit up top. So I don't know how they make more money. I don't know why they would design it with less. I'm sure there was a calculation of like, it's probably an old assumption or calculation back in the day where it's like, not everyone's going to have a carry on bag, right? It's probably going to be one or two people in every row will have a roller carry-on bag because at the time they were like luggage is still pretty fucking expensive right but back then it was really expensive like couldn't they update their size requirements now like they'll still give you your carry-on but it can't be a roll-on that's they can fix that with the sizes i think that's what they're trying to push currently or like they're trying to figure something out to to prevent this but like i've been seeing a lot of articles about like carry-on luggage and how people are just like complaining about what's going on with it right now but um so so back to my my other point of like one carry-on one personal bag right plastered everywhere in the airport as soon as you walk in at security past security on my flight out tuesday night my gate attendant had to go up onto the speaker and say, 
It's two bags per person. It's one carry-on, one personal. It has always been this way. It's an FAA policy. If you can consolidate, please do so now. And then every single person she told, as well as, like, we were boarding the plane. It's like, it's two bags. It's two bags. It's two bags. You have three. You stand over there. You figure out how to get two bags. It's two bags, two bags, two bags. And it's like, how do people not understand that? I, I don't know that I've ever heard two bags like that. It's, it's a carry-on and a personal bag. Backpack counts as a personal bag. A purse counts as a personal bag. Diaper bag is a personal bag. I mean, I know what you're saying. I just don't know that I've ever truthfully seen somebody get called out for it, let alone a whole, it sounds like a whole plane. She probably had like someone at the front, one of the pre-boarders that had like multiple bags and she just like called them out and mm-hmm. just proceeded to do it for everyone. So we're all equally stupid. I think uh, <laughs> so Southwest, I think they used to allow um, the carry on a personal item and a purse or something. But then at some point ended up, they ended up consolidating like the purse with the backpack or whatever. And then you had I, to, like put the purse into the backpack to have one personal bag. <laughs> I recall that being a thing as well, where it's like carry on personal bag and a purse because like, I don't think purses were the size of personal bags at that point. Yeah. Like the, the whole movement of bags for women's purses. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Before it was a wallet. Right. Or like a, a clutch or just like a shoulder bag, something, something small. Yeah. Um, Hold on, let me see what my other rant points were. <laughs> I, fucking, <laughs> I fucking went off. I was so pissed yesterday. I mean, I, I, less of a rant, but this is kind of along one of the lines. One of the things I wrote down is um, any hacks for on the road traveling for work. I don't know exactly who's going to be listening to this. If it's Go what on. the demographic is, but if it's somebody that is in engineering that travels for work. Your hotels, doing it or whatever. Your hotels will always have free toothpaste for you. Yeah. And maybe deodorant. You just have to ask. Or something you too, just have yeah. to ask. Or, or even like personal hygiene stuff. Yeah. 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 I went on way too long without knowing that. Yeah. <laughs> and also, the those newer planes have adjustable headrests. So you can raise or lower them and then tilt the sides. I'm pretty sure they've had adjustable headrests for a while, dude. I just... The thing is, I never see anybody using it. And there's people that are even taller than me. And I'm just watching them, like, their head just, like, at the top, sitting uncomfortably. <laughs> Maybe it's comfortable yeah, for them. I don't know. It's fair. I just, I, I just never see people actually using it. It's just, I don't know, just an observation I've had. I definitely had things that were nuanced to O'Hare, like, knowing exactly where to go in, which security line to use. Oh, here, here's a good one. TSA pre-check is currently worth the money. However, because it's worth the money, a lot of people are picking it up. And because a lot of people are picking it up, it it might be faster to go through regular security line again. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what happened at the Phoenix airport for me. Uh, TSA pre-check line was like super long, but like the regular uh, line was like there was no one there. But go ahead. uh, I was going to say it's like the fucking Six Flags thing. A fast pass. Yeah, everyone was getting a fast pass, but then the normal line is, yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, it's just like your trade-off of like how much of your stuff do you want to take off, and 
do you want to go through a metal detector or are you okay with getting x-rayed kind of a thing, right? Have you guys done an airport with the, the dogs instead of the yeah. x-rays and everything? Instead right, of? Just no. the dogs? <laughs> no. Just the dogs. No. no. <laughs> yeah. That was odd. I know. They, they I mean, they're, they're x-raying ex- your, your check bag. Right, but they're not x-raying you? No, they use millimeter waves for that. This place was just the dogs. That's... I mean, the line was down the down the hall, but it was the fastest one. They kept redirecting people to that line, and they weren't lying. I mean, I I, I thought for sure I was I had a missed flight because of how far down the hall I had to walk for this line for the dogs, which is the only. I think they might have had another option, but they said it was so far down that you're for sure late. So get in this one. And they were right. It went fast because mm-hmm. all they do is two by two, just start have one choke point with the dogs that are walking back and forth. Everybody was flying through there. They added dogs to the regular security line at O'Hare. Yeah, and they do that at Midway sometimes too. Yeah. I see them walking around in the terminal, but I never see that. Yeah, they they straight up added, for the United Terminal at least, at O'Hare, they added the dogs to the regular um, security line, and they even had fans on the other side of... um, like the like blowing at you so basically the dog stands in the middle and as you walk past the dog two by two just to make sure they didn't miss anything the fans are blowing your scent back yeah shout out to milwaukee i think i think the airports just really like using their fans yeah because i was at midway and o'hare and they both had milwaukee fans yeah oh another good one is um clear is airline specific people were like all Hmm. saying they're signing up and it's like because i went through the trouble of looking up to see what makes the most sense for me to pick up for work travel and clear is very much airline and like airport specific if that airline is not part of the clear system you are wasting your money thinking that you can get it for them yeah what is clear clear so clear do you know what global entry is uh, no, but from context clues, I'm guessing it's like concur. Uh, ye- kind of, yeah. It, global entry is basically the international version of TSA PreCheck. That's like oh. the best way I can uh, describe it. Where, oh, then it's not like concur. Okay. Oh, um, basically, like you get a mugshot and everything else, and it's, it's just booths where you can walk up, you you put your passport down and it just like scans your face and just matches everything up. And then like, you go, that's it. Done deal. End of story. That's what clear does, but on a national flight level. Right. I got you. I thought it was, I thought it was like the site that we used at our place. You go through one site and you're able to book your flight hotel and uh, rental car. So I thought you were saying that travel agency kind of a thing. No, no, no. Yeah. Travel agency type. No, no, no. I got you. All right. So it's international TSA. That's what global entry is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Eventually I plan on getting it for like a couple international trips in the future just to save that time. Cause otherwise you have to go through like the traditional customs where you have to wait in line, you go up to the guy, the guy looks at everything, asks you all the questions, punches your passport, whatever, and you move on. This is literally, you walk up to an automated kiosk, it takes a picture of you, it scans your passport and like, you're good to go. You answer some questions kind of a thing too. 
Um, but clear basically is that uh, at national flight level where because guys behind me in line uh, when I was leaving Phoenix were like, why don't we sign up for clear? And I had to tell them, like, it's airport and airline specific. Otherwise, like, you're kind of wasting your money. Like, what's the point in doing that if you still have to go through, like, the security guy? Like, they they aren't going through it the traditional process because they did everything at the kiosk. All they're showing the dude is their boarding pass because you can't get through security without a boarding pass. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good to know. Sometimes you can do, like, a... Uh, a one-time clear pass if you are really in that much of a hurry. I don't remember how much it is, but for TSA PreCheck, I think it was like 80 bucks for like three or five years or some shit. So it's pretty good value if you fly a decent amount. Have you guys actually looked into how those scanners work, like body scanners? No. You kept saying x-ray, but I don't, I don't I, think I, it's I was saying, x-ray. <laughs> I was saying it's x- I'm saying x-ray because that's what people associate it with. And yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I know it's not x-ray. Because if it was X-ray, they would have to have radiation <laughs> stickers on Just it. Get blasted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Walk it's out like, with like ten tumors. Right. It's like, can I get a lead apron, please? <laughs> oh, this is your immunity X-ray for when you actually go up in the plane <laughs> at high altitude. But yeah, I think those those scanners they're they're millimeter waves, and I think they they shoot those waves like through through those scanners, and then like whatever's like in your pocket and stuff, it reacts with the wave. Because it's such a short wavelength, uh-huh. and I don't think it actually penetrates your skin. I think there's a lot yeah. of research that just says like it's too too frequent <laughs> to like penetrate the skin. I, I don't, I can't remember it's the word you're supposed to use. Too weak to penetrate the skin, and it's yeah. too high on the 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 ray like the spectrum, the wavelength yeah. spectrum to actually do that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like it, it, so it certain materials I think react with the wave, and then uh, what it spits out on the computer is just like, hey, TSA agent, check this area. Or whatever, and so it gives them a, you know, a prompt to like check your neck or check your shirt or groin or leg or whatever. Yeah, area. I've, if you ever look back on the other side of the TSA person, they're watching the screen. Basically, if it gets if something on you gets flagged, it just does like a box around that spot, mm-hmm. and like they don't do the image of the person on the screen anymore. It's just kind <laughs> of a like generic silhouette of like a person. Remember that was such a big deal. Yeah, you're, they're looking at your nude body. It's like, okay. no, they're not. <laughs> uh, I remember when those first came out. That was that was the biggest concern. But sometimes I, I find it funny how some airports have varying levels of security. I think the my flight to Mississippi, it was like the most straightforward security. It was like, no, 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 don't take all your clothes off. Just Put your bag in the bin. You're good to go. And yeah. that was basically it. I was like, <laughs> I think do you even care like what's on me? <laughs> I think it's just the size of the airport. Because yeah. I remember when I flew into the Monterey airport, it's like a tiny domestic airport, right? Yeah. One security, and it's literally like left wing or right wing. And there's mm-hmm. maybe like six gates altogether, 10 probably. And it's like the line was long because they're still using just metal detectors yeah they don't they Mm -hmm. don't even have the millimeter scanners there or anything and it's even it's not even the new versions of the like luggage x-rays it's the old ones and yeah it's it's really strange how it's not standardized but i guess it's just like the money that comes into the airport for the infrastructure i i bet it's probably good to 
do it that way too because even for those lesser funded airports or something i imagine if you like you know i don't well actually never mind i lost my train of thought but basically what i was trying to think of was like if someone was like you know smuggling drugs or something they could either risk going to a a busy airport or, or like getting flagged at a lesser airport i guess if they like flew elsewhere but if they like st- fly the same airport maybe well no that wouldn't matter they would have to like pick and choose like the airports that they use i guess and i don't know I don't i'm know sure there's documentaries on it yeah they fly into cargo airports <laughs> yeah <laughs> they aren't really scanned too much well sorry about the airport travel flying travel tangent there no it was good it's a it's important work important important topics we're covering here actually question everything question. that people to know i just thought about something funny have you ever been on a plane with a clapper what's that you mean like the person, person that claps no, when you land who, yeah we've had a whole plane Not clap once when we close proximity wait what do you mean clap like for the pilot and stuff yeah, that everybody's alive. When they land, they clap. Oh. I had it once where like everybody clapped, yeah. but like it was because we went through some really heavy turbulence that was very questionable. Like if you didn't have your seatbelt on, you were fucking hitting the ceiling. That's a good reason. <laughs> aside from that, no, not really. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever had that. I've had, you know, today is somebody's final flight with us, like a st- uh, steward or stewardess or pilot. And so mm-hmm. everybody gives them a... yeah. Round of yeah. applause, but no, I have. I would. I haven't had anybody next to me, which is really all I wanted, because they were up at the front. They couldn't tell that I was burning a hole through <laughs> the back of their head with my stare. But if they were right next to me and they started clapping, I could look right at them and be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, it is, and it's. I was like watching it pile up every ten yeah. minutes. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. Guess I'm not running in the morning. Mm. It's it's the end of February. I wholeheartedly think that we're we're just shifting our season in Illinois. Dude, that's what I keep telling people, and they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? We don't get snow until January of the next year, and it goes until yeah. March. That's winter. What we have in December is just yeah. the opposite of hell. <laughs> It's just mm. way I, I, too but like cold. today. It, it's freaking. It's freezing, twenty six degrees. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like our summers are a lot shorter, but they're a lot harder, hotter. Fall is like two weeks, because it drops off immediately in temperature, and our spring takes, like, starts later, but takes into the summer. And if you go mm-hmm. by like the solstice periods, right. I've been saying this for fucking years living up here. Everyone just looks at me and is like, no, 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 no. We're going to have spring soon. It's going to be like March. I'm like, we're going to have like 20 degree weather and it's going to be snowing in March. What the fuck are you talking about? You are not mm. going to be able to do anything with your lawn. Oh, we're like only a couple June. weeks away from daylight savings. We are. I was just thinking in my head that it's nice that it's uh, kind of shifting. Sunsets are a little later. It's a, li- it's a little lighter outside, a little longer. Uh, but that'll be a seven or eight, right? Once that we're spring forward. Uh, Yeah. About that. I'm sick of the uh, going in into work in the dark, leaving in the dark time of yeah, the year. That's not fun. That's very depressing. I just want it to be warm so I can cut out in the middle of the day when I'm working at home and just like go for a walk with the kid. Yeah, I want to go for a bike ride. 
by the lakefront. You know, I never actually did that living in the city. Never went down the lakefront? It's nice. It's relaxing. No, I went down the lakefront, but I never, like, went up or down it. Like, I think the most I ever did was I was working on a job at Northwestern, which is right off the lake, obviously. And just, like, afterwards, I kind of just walked the length of the campus along the lakefront and just kind of did that. But I never, like, went far down it or anything. Yeah, I know I've run up and down that a fair amount. Yeah, I see it more as a, like, historical thing because that's where the World's Fair was and all that, like, the the big area. Mm-hmm. You guys ever go on the Sea Dog? No. No. That speedboat tour? No, I've done the, I've done the architectural, uh, pier? like, five times. Yeah. I think that yeah, I think those boat tours are totally worth it. Even like if you're in Chicago or like in Illinois, it doesn't really get old. Mm-mm. It's like just kind of nice to go out there. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do the um the tilt? No. In the Hancock building? No. I've never been the in The Sears has the Sears I did the, the Hancock building. windows that lean out. Oh. Yeah. Skydeck? I don't even remember if I did that. I think I did that when they first when it first came out. You guys remember the news articles where they're like, this thing is cracked. But then the engineers are like, yeah, but we like designed this thing. <laughs> so it's never going to break. Yeah. Or like never going to actually like full on fail. Yeah, it's like a 6X like safety factor. The glass is like yeah. a foot thick. Could you imagine if that actually did break? Like that's one of those things that you do not want it to break. Yeah, no. And actually fail. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I've been in... Chicago and Chicago land since 2010, and I've never been inside the Sears or Hancock. No, oh. actually, I was in Hancock when my cousin from California came over because she wanted to go mm. in it. That was the only time I've done it. And then Sears, I've never done, even though my downtown office was literally a block over. Mm. Sorry, no, this not not my current employment. One of my internships... I was actually next to the Sears Tower. And I, the realization happened was I was walking back to the office from lunch and there were some tourists that like stopped me because I was like dressed up and everything. They're like, hey, where's the Willis Tower? And I kind of just pointed behind them. It's like, it's right behind you. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. You're, you're the... You're the one person who directed them. Everybody else they asked, they're like, where's the Willis Tower? And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> we still call it the Sears Tower here. <laughs> yeah, I can't call it anything else. Is and always will be. Just doesn't make sense. It's just weird. Yeah, sure is. But I, I got to say the, the tilt the tilt thing in uh, the Hancock building, definitely overpriced and probably worth doing maybe once, but... I don't know. I'd rather just go to Six Flags if I want that kind of thrill. I'd rather just go <laughs> skydiving again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go skydiving. Tom, have you gone skydiving? I did once, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, I feel like I asked you this a million times. We should um, we should just get a group and just jump out of a plane. So, really so my coworker that went with us, Eli? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he went back last summer, and he actually, because it was still within that time frame, he has the um, approval to like do... Uh, a solo jump oh man but obviously like you have to go through the course and everything and have your yeah, own yeah. but like he he has it like you just have to do the two tandems oh that's so cool yeah 
Remember when we when we so Tom, I don't remember if I talked to you about this, but uh when we went skydiving, um we're just like all sitting in the plane getting ready to go and then I think it was my who I think it was my uh tandem jumper guy. He was like, "Yeah, that that team over there, that's like oh, the yeah. number 1 in the world." Yeah. And you just you like take a peek forward. These guys are climb like there's one guy at the door. Everyone's climbing on top of each other. There's yeah. like two people outside of the plane already, but like still hanging on to the person in front of them. Yeah. Well, and like, they all just whoa. jump out, jump out like one giant ball. Someone did like a backflip. There was <laughs> like, like a hell? leg up on a shoulder or something. Yeah. yeah. They're like, "Yeah, they're, they're rehearsing for the competition." They they do that here pretty frequently. We're just like what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So is that is that one of the ones where they're all linked arms? They're making yeah, like a yeah. hexagon or whatever, and then they yeah. just do whatever synchronized swimming in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. It was number one in the world. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, what a privilege to like just witness this on our first jump <laughs> as we're like freaking out. I wasn't even like. Yeah. So wait, you like guys were com- right behind them, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we watch them go. We're yeah. just like, holy shit. Yeah, but do you that was insane. Do, when you get out and you are falling? Oh no. Are, no can you still see, see them? them? No, oh, they were no. long gone. I was more focused on my dial and just looking at the horizon when I jumped out. Or like just like jumping out looking at the ground. I was like Eli oh, was very much about the instructions. <laughs> oh yeah. Dial. No, I didn't do Check dial. your dial, did, pull I the did, cord. I took I took my guy on a front flip. <laughs> <laughs> My my guy was like, Not "Do you happy. want to pass out? We could do a flip on this parachute, and I'll, but I'll make you pass out." And I was like, "No, <laughs> thanks." Yeah, my guy was pretty cool. Like um, when we pulled the chute, because like I he asked like, "Do you want to pull the chute?" I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." Um, and he told me like, "When I tap you, check them where it is and whatever, and I tap you again, that's when you pull, right?" And I was just taken in the free fall because I thought that was like the the best rush or whatever. Yeah. We pulled a shoe, right? And he's like, you want to just take it? I'm like, can I? He's like, yeah, go for it. So I take it. <laughs> and I'm just like fucking around. And he's like, here, um, you want to do some, uh, pull some Gs? I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I, obviously, I don't know if anyone from our group like was looking over like my way or anything. But if you did, you would just see me be doing like death spirals straight down. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, that was- that was definitely fun. I don't think I could ever get into that enough. Honestly, I don't even know if I'd do it again, but I definitely what? wouldn't be. How come? I just, I don't need to. I'm not going to do it enough <laughs> that I need to. Mortality. That I want to do it by myself. In. So I'm going to do it with a tandem. That is weird. Might Maybe I'll do it one more time. I don't have any reason to. Yeah, I think. For the thrill. I looked really into like it. like the only reason. Because nah, they offered courses, right? It was like $1,300 for the, the course to be able to like jump solo safely and everything like that. Uh, mm-hmm. But then the equipment can range. Like if you buy used, it's like six $700 up to like a couple grand brand new. But then you have to either have someone pack your shoot for you or you have to also go through another course to pack, learn how to pack your yeah. shoot. Would you guys buy brand new or used? I mean... If I feel you, like I would use used, honestly. Yeah. I mean, if you knew I, how I to inspect it, but yeah, that's used is probably say. the most like trustworthy. I would want to see like a tear or something, yeah. but at least you know it fucking works. I would Unless... want to know how many jumps it's been through and things like that. Who was the previous? <laughs> Unless, yeah, show me the Unless if it was, unless if it was used and the guy like 
you know, died on impact, and they're just like, all right, here's your new equipment. <laughs> Here you go. I, w- I would say, though, like, definitely a lot colder than I expected. I knew it was going to be cold, and then I definitely should wear contacts or, like, some shades next time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, shades would be good. Side- sidebar question. Actually, you know what? Never mind. No, go for it. Go for it. We can cut it if it's if it's not good. Those your toothpaste tubes. I printed a three D printed a ratcheting <laughs> tube <laughs> squeezer thing. I was gonna ask if you guys wanted one next time I see you, but fantastic. You just like attach it to the end and you start ratcheting the end of the tube and it starts to like you know wrap up and squeeze everything from the bottom up to the top. In case you guys happen to squeeze from the middle. I always roll it. Amanda squeezes from the middle. <laughs> yeah. Some people like to watch the world burn. <laughs> All right, Tom, what did you just link us? It was an astronaut getting to test out the tennis racket theory. Where where are we looking? He texted it to us. Oh. The tennis racket theorem, or the, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that effect states that for a rigid body with three unique moments of inertia, rotation about the intermediate axis is unstable, while rotating about the other two axes is stable. I've seen this video. I didn't know that's what it was relating to. Yeah, so he's on the space station. There's a, looks like a T-shaped screw handle. into the wall. Yeah, handle, but screwed into the wall. So he gets it all the way out to a couple threads shy of being free. And in zero gravity, and he uses his fingers and goes in opposite directions and smacks the T to get it spinning. And as it backs out from the wall, it turns 90 degrees. Oh, yeah, I've seen this before. Called the tennis racket theorem? Or the very difficult to pronounce European name effect. Do you want to try pronouncing this? The D is not fucking pronounced, dude. There's no way. Yeah, there's no way. It's It's probably like Johnny or something. Yeah, Johnny Bekov, Zany Bekov. Uh, yeah, you're right. Curious. The Z is definitely the, the first Russian? the first sound. Okay. Russian origin. Vladimir. <laughs> Very Russian. That's his first name? Yeah. And you know how when you pull up a page and there's a difficult to pronounce name, there's some kind of phonetic that helps you pronounce it? Yep. The Wikipedia for this dude is just Russian for his last name. Like, how do you pronounce it? I want to know. Please. <laughs> it just says Russian? No, it's just his name written in Russian. Oh, oh. Like. In, yeah, in an alphabet you don't know. I thought you meant, like, how do you phonetically pronounce this? Tom, pronounce Russian. That Russian. Oh, no way. <laughs> pronounce that for me, Tom. Russian, Russian, <laughs> Russian. <laughs> Hey, do you, do you guys know what this is? <laughs> you having a stroke on the keyboard? No. <laughs> is this one of those? Every one of these is a word. It, no, it's a it's a town in Wales. Oh, remember this one? And there's like that one news broadcaster that's local to the area, or something. And was that, able to like... just pronounce it perfectly. <laughs> God, yeah, was, I'll link the video. There was a period of time. That Amanda didn't know what Welsh was, and I introduced her to someone speaking Welsh, and she's like, I want to learn Welsh. I'm like, good fucking luck with that. Good. No, it's a nightmare. <laughs> that name 
is so long. Just for anybody listening, I mean, this is 58, 60 characters. <laughs> this will be the title of this episode. Oh, what I just want no, to know is no, like, you can't do that. Thought of like making this. The oh, Welsh. Man. What do you mean? Like, like the Welsh. Is there any other word that's just related to that? Is it? Is that just like kind of what they're? I'm sure in Welsh, yes. Oh, there's an English translation. Wait. Paris. Oh, St. Mary's Church in the hollow of the White Hazel near near to the rapid whirlpool of Lanticilio of the Red Cave. So it translates to. So it literally translates to how to get to that fucking town. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? Someone comes up and asks you for directions and you just say this. They're like, Oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> it's like, hey, how can I wow. get to the next town? Do you just say the town name with a question mark at the end? And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 okay, I got you, <laughs> I got it. I hate even when my older relatives now give me directions when I ask for the address. Just give me the address. I'm going to put it in my phone anyway. It's going in Google Maps. I don't want to know when you get to the third light, take a right, go okay. down when you see the house on <laughs> okay. the left, keep We're gonna going. We're going to put a pause on this for the next episode, okay? <laughs> because that is very much women directions and dude directions, okay? Down. I'm, I'm making a note for next episode. Women versus men directions. Because I have this conversation with Amanda and her mom all the fucking time. Where I'll drop street names or like road numbers, and they're like, "What? Where?" <laughs> and then Amanda has to translate for her mom's like, uh, "You make a left at the Burger King, and then you go down two lights. You make a right at the church, <laughs> and then make a left at the Red House." I'm just like, "Stop, please! It's a grid system city. It's not that hard." But. It- <laughs> I mean, do you want to stop it or do you want to do it? Because it sounds like you want to do it. We'll stop. We'll stop. It'll just be a a hard open into it for next episode. (laughs) It's good. It sounds like like now you have a week to get notes, get examples, (laughs) bring them together. See if you could secretly record her giving directions. It's even funnier for out here (laughs) where I am now. Way out out in the burbs? Yeah. Because everything gets pitch black at night out here. So, where are your fucking landmarks now? <laughs> anyways, let's let's stop. Let's stop. You want to do right. the outro, Tom, since you did such a great intro? You got one written for that? Uh, I, I don't. I don't, but thanks for listening. Make sure you uh, follow on Spotify so that you know when new episodes are posted. Perfect. Check out the IG and the email. Uh, we need uh, a logo or some sort of art. Yeah. If anybody wants to give that a go and mm-hmm. email us, if anybody's listening, maybe even like an intro song or something. People are bored. They're better at it than me. Send it in. That's it. <laughs>